The days in May are running out, signaling that the last day of school is right around the corner. My kid's last day is Wednesday, which means I won't make another peanut butter and jelly sandwich for two months or more. The local high school seniors are set to graduate on Saturday. Here's a secret between you and me. I'm a beauty school dropout. I didn't get to walk with my graduating class. Instead, I ran into some trouble and had to settle for a county diploma. To prove that you should never give up on your dreams, though, I do have a degree hanging on the wall from the University of Florida. It's a Bachelor of Science in Communication because I learned all the BS involved in advertising. I remember my last, last day of school very clearly, walked across the stage, got my diploma, high-fived Ted, got in my car, and played some Alice Cooper. If your school's out forever, congratulations. That degree is something no one can ever take away from you, just like they can't take away your experience of listening to this show about class songs, road rage, and a cafeteria lunch as we move the tassels on our mortarboard and start joshing around. When it comes to the inspiration for the song School's Out, the world's most beloved heavy metal entertainer Alice Cooper said it all came to him when he was answering the question, what's the greatest three minutes in life? And I'm sure that interviewer thought he would say sex, but instead Alice Cooper said the greatest three minutes in life comes twice a year. The first being Christmas morning because of the greed factor, and the second comes the last three minutes on the last day of school. He said, if we could catch that three minutes in a song, it's going to be so big. And Alice, it sure was. A good class song should invoke the spirit of the times while also providing a powerful message that impacts the whole class. It's tough, though, because class songs on the whole are groupthink, and you need to establish a consensus. This can be difficult because music is individual in nature, so getting everyone to agree can be more trouble than it's worth. A good class song is essential, though, because dormant memories can be awakened more easily with the senses. That's why you should combine experience with sound, sight, and smell to impart lasting feelings. My high school graduating class song was Yesterday by The Beatles. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Which seems to be a better fit for an extremely honest commercial for Visa or MasterCard than it does for the graduating class of 1997. In fact, it doesn't invoke the spirit of the era or portray a positive message, though I guess it does let us know that, kids, the best times are behind you. Along with the class song, every graduation deserves a great commencement address. It's around this time of year that prominent people give these speeches at universities across America. The tenets of the speech are the same as the song. It needs to portray a powerful message that motivates the students moving forward. However, sometimes a larger message is imported along with a little shade thrown in, too. For example, former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson was giving a commencement address recently when he warned of a growing crisis in ethics and integrity in American democracy. He says, The central tenet of a free society, a free people, is access to the truth. It is only by a fierce defense of the truth and a common set of the facts that we create the conditions for a democratic free society. Whew, heavy stuff for a graduation. He goes on to say, if our leaders seek to conceal the truth, or we as a people become accepting of alternative realities that are no longer grounded in facts, then we as American citizens are on a pathway to relinquishing our freedom. While true, it's quite the message to give to new job seekers searching to sell their freedoms to the highest bidder.
This weekend's commencement speech at our local high school will be given by a member of my graduating class. Congratulations to Allison, a screenwriter and women's rights activist who got her start in the business as a show coordinator for the Victoria's Secrets fashion show and was most recently nominated for an Oscar for her work as a co-writer on the movie Hidden Figures. If Allison's flight from Hollywood is delayed or she's held up for any other reason, I've been asked to be the backup for that commencement address, namely due to my award-submitted work on this fake internet radio show. A last day of school tradition is the shaving cream fight, and I think this stems from a time when people had to shave in gym class. But of course, in my day and age, nobody showered after gym, so we'd all bring in shaving cream from home. However, this was also the time when most of the shaving supplies switched from cream to gel, so there was a bunch of idiot seniors spraying this blue stream that really didn't do anything but sting your eyes. To soundly win in a shaving cream battle, you need the right weaponry, namely a can of Barbasol. I'm sure that Barbasol fueled the shaving cream battles for years, if only because it lasts forever. The last bottle of Barbasol I got outlasted my house. In fact, I bought it when I first moved in. Four years later when I sold the house, I still had half a can of Barbasol. Brought it to my next house when the can started rusting a ring on my tile, so I threw it away, probably still half full. At 39, I finally reached an age where I have to shave every day. To honor the occasion, I've upped my game a bit by throwing out the Barbasol and replacing it with something called Cremo Cream, which is a non-aerosol cream that creates a slick lather, providing a close shave. I recommend it to anyone. I remember being in summer camp when I was about 12 or 13, and a couple of the older boys were looking in the mirror talking about how they used to want zits, and now they wish they would go away. When I piped in and said, yeah, I'm sure shaving's going to be the same thing. We all want to do it, but once we have to, we'll just be irritated. And they looked at me like I had two heads, proving once again, kids are stupid. Further proof of this is the floss dance. As stupid as kids may be, though, Tracy Chapman's taught us that we must treat them well and be a good person. Otherwise, using just the little bit of money they've saved working at the convenience store, they may up and leave us when we need them the most. One thing I miss most about going to public school is the cafeteria lunch. Now, while it wasn't the best food in the world, to this day, you can still stop by any elementary or high school and get a school lunch for under $2. Where else can you get a square meal for under $2? As an adult, you've got to go to the meat and three type cafeterias where you get a meat and pick three sides. That could be a jello, that could be mashed potatoes, the best mac and cheese you've ever had, doesn't matter. The meat and three differs from an all you can eat restaurant in the fact that you're limited to what you get online the first time through. There's no going back. We used to have an all-you-can-eat restaurant here in town that had a revolving buffet. So you'd go up to grab your food, say Salisbury steak, and then stay in the same place as the buffet rotated by you so you could also grab some fried chicken, that mashed potatoes, or even some succotash. Now, if any one of the trays got too empty, well, that's when the buffet would rotate back behind a wall into the kitchen. They'd fill it up, and here came some more of that fried catfish again. My dad used to be a big dude, and he could consume a ton of calories, so he loved this all-you-can-eat restaurant. Once their buffet made its final revolution, though, we had to settle once again for Piccadilly or Morrison's Cafe. 
At one point in time, we were going to the Morrisons in the mall, and Dad must have been hangry because right in front of him, somebody snatched what he thought to be his parking spot. Without missing a beat, he threw his car in park, got out, and started accosting what turned out to be an old man and his wife, shaking their car, screaming, this was my parking spot. Some dudes from the Morrisons Cafe ran over to try and stop him. Dad took a deep breath and slowly stopped his Bruce banter. He got back into the car, and we found another spot. You know, I talk a lot about Dad's temper, but these days, he's the sweetest lady. Hey, here's some news. A Joshin' Around stage show is in the works. In lieu of a standard stand-up set, we're going to make it more of a game show format. Potential games are the sobriety test, whose panties are these, and an exercise challenge where you bid on what you can do similar to name that tune. Hey, do you have a game idea? Tell me on Twitter at Joshua Around, call into the show, or send an email to joshuaaround at gmail.com. Who got game? There's another tradition on the last day of school that only applies to a certain subsect of the student body. The bus riders know what I'm talking about when it comes to the paper fight on the last bus ride of the year. This is where you pull out your backpacks, crumple up all the paper inside, and start hurling them down the aisles of the bus. There might be some paper cuts, there will be some littering, and the bus driver will definitely lose their minds, but it's all worth it. You don't need to remember anything else from that semester. School's out for summer. And with that, I hear the bell ringing on this episode, which means it's time to end the show. I'm glad, though, that we could share this dance to the tune of Songs with Class. From escaping the lambskin to receiving the sheepskin, life is full of pomp and circumstance. Along the way, be sure to fight for truth, fuel up your fast car, and keep calm at the cafeteria. And to all you graduates, bachelors, masters, and doctors, you did it. Congrats. Now you can do it daily till you drop dead. Along the way, though, be sure to make time for Josh and Around.